Let's go. I'm ready to take you on. You ready to take me on? I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. I'm Michael Pingus from MichaelPingusWineReview.com, and today it's really a battle. It's on. I don't know. I, I, that's that's my best uh, my best Rocky theme there. You know, as as a musician, I would have thought you would have done much better. But okay, <laughs> look, it really is on because Andre and I have been uh, debating this topic for a while in private, <laughs> and I said we're going to take this and and we're going to find out where people sit on this. And you I know, guess. we're not even talking about ABC at this point because that no. one I will I will concede that the the debate rages on. But I'm I'm pretty sure with this one, people are going to be on my side. But I thought people would be on my side with the Meritage podcast, and I got spanked. Yeah, well, let's hope that you get spanked again because um, you sent me a um, to try and prove your point. I guess something from the Chicago Tribune yes. uh, by Michael Austin, who says him calls himself the poor man or the poor man. Sorry, P O U R. Uh, and, um, I read through this and if this is going to be your argument, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I read through the first couple paragraphs and I mean, there's a lot of people who are saying what I'm saying. We're talking about the death of the champagne flute. I think it's, I think you're totally wrong. Uh, the, the death of the coupe glass. Yes. The death of the champagne flute, highly overrated at the moment. Well, how Go do you ahead, figure? You want to make your... Your case of why, uh, yeah, go ahead. Because I'm going to shoot you down every time I, I, every chance I get. Look, I mean, the thing about all wines is it's about uh, getting a balance. Once you've opened the bottle of wine, oxygen is both the best friend and the worst enemy of a wine. And it's about finding that sweet spot when a wine is really drinking great, when it's had enough exposure to oxygen, enough time to settle so why, down. Why don't you explain why, what, what is replacing the flute before we get into this debate? Uh, white wine glasses are replacing the champagne flute. So we're getting rid of that narrow, tapered glass, and we're now going with a larger-based glass. Yes, one that lets you actually taste the uh, the full spectrum of flavors in your glass rather than something that just serves to amplify the acidity and carbonation. I don't think it does that, but go ahead. I think I just said what I said. I mean, look, I'm reading this guy's article, and, and one of the things that he says is that, you know, he says that it still happens in restaurants. Restaurants are still using flutes, but wineries are now moving to the white wine glass. Yes. It takes a well, while. I can, tell you, I can tell you why. That's a pretty easy one. Go for Who it. wants to buy six different styles of glassware when you can buy one and pour all your wine into that one glass? So I don't think his his argument holds water with that particular statement. But I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. There's wineries who I know have used flutes in the past that are starting to use white wine glasses to serve their wine. So why is that? What is, what is the what is the what is the big uh, impetus to do that, Andre? Why would you? Why do you want to do that? Why do I want to serve it in a white wine glass? Yeah, because it gives you a broader range of, of the the aromas and the flavors that are that are in the wine. I've done a side by side tasting with with a, a couple of different sparkling wines from uh, from the province, and I just find you get a, a richer, fuller experience using a white wine glass. I mean, the, the the champagne flute is is so narrow; the wine gets such little exposure 
to to oxygen in that glass. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, these glasses serve only to preserve the carbonation in your wine. Which and, is what you drink sparkling wine for. But who's drinking sparkling wine in such a slow, like, so slowly that the wine's going flat by the time you get to the bottom of the glass? There are people who do that. Well, they're doing there it wrong. There are people who let it sit in the glass. And what the champagne flute does, first of all, is it keeps those bubbles. It's also a chimney so that you do get those aromas, that you can smell them. Yeah, but if you're... I wanted to drink flat white wine or flat pink rosé wine, just drink flat wine. I wouldn't get a bubble. But the thing is, when you're putting... why do I want bubbles? Be... Oh, oh my God, Michael! I'm, I'm actually going to put, put my head through a wall. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but the thing is that limited exposure to oxygen keeps these wines keeps keeps a lot of these flavors locked up and a lot of these aromas locked up. When you serve, uh, for example, the, the Featherstone Joy 2012 in a flute, you get a lot of citrus, you get a lot of lemon, you get a lot of lime, uh, you know, a little bit of the, a bready note to it, but it's, it's definitely citrus-driven, and that's it. You pour that same wine into a white wine glass, and I'm, I'm taking a look at the article, and I see that, that Michael Austin used the word Bordeaux glass, which, by the way, not not even not even part of the conversation as far as I'm concerned, but just a regular. He's totally wrong on that glass. Yeah, like, absolutely the wrong glass. But but as as part of just a regular white wine glass, something that's a little smaller but still tapered up at the top. Uh, you know the flavors start to move to more orchard fruit. You get a little bit of, of, of pear. You get a little bit of, of peach. Still very citrus driven. A little bit more of that that bready aroma, and the uh, the aromas match the match the palate. So, like, why would you watch a 3D movie and take off the 3D glasses? You know what? I guess maybe I'm drinking from a better quality flute, but mine's not a tiny, narrow thing. It's still got some. So it's still a flute, but it's still got some some girth to it. Uh, is like this... I understand, you don't have. Oh my god! Hey, didn't you give me a bunch of flutes for Christmas this year? I did, Jane. You ignorant slut, and that's <laughs> why you're going to be using them. The other wine that I, I I did this with was with the the Big Bang Sparkling from uh, Big Head Wines. And, I mean, the base wine, it has some like, a little bit of, like, butterscotch and smokiness to it. And it was completely buried under the citrus when I served this in a flute. I moved it to a, a slightly bigger glass, and all these flavors were, were, were revealed. We're, 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 yeah, you, you, see, look, buddy, I don't know what's gotten into your head. Why you're so against the champagne flute? Because the flute is exactly what you want. You want the bubbles. If I wanted still wine, again, I would drink still wine from a small glass or from a white wine glass. I want those bubbles. Over the holidays, I too had sparkling wine. I had the Henry of Pelham 2007 Carte Blanche. Gorgeous in a champagne flute. Absolutely gorgeous. And it kept, it had a little bit of oxidation notes to it, but it also had that breadiness to it. And it had, it just was such a lovely wine. I brought in the okay, New Year okay, with okay, that but, one, but... and it was perfect in a champagne flute. If I had wanted an aged Chardonnay, I would have just got out an aged Chardonnay. Okay, but I'm maybe not... you're just trying to age Chardonnay prematurely because you don't have any aged Chardonnay in your house. Yeah, because I drink it. Anyways, I'm not I'm not saying that a champagne flute makes a wine taste like crap. I'm sure those wines tasted great, but did you try that same wine in a white wine glass? I won't I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't kill the wine by doing that. The other wine I had was another Henry at Pelham. Their Rosé Brut, Cuvée Catherine, stunning wine, loved it in the flute, loved it. And I got strawberry, I got raspberry, I also got citrus, I got the breadiness, I got the brioche. I got what I wanted to get 
out of that wine right from the flute. Okay. Here's here's one where I'm going to use I'm going to kill your argument the fact that wineries are are too lazy and don't want to do a second set of, of stemware. I was at a tasting earlier in in 2016 for the Moet and Shandon the MC uh, three sparkling wine, which by the way goes for 600 bucks a bottle at the LCBO, and they brought their own stemware to the to the dinner and the tasting. And it was a white wine glass. It was not a flute. So did Charles Heidsick. It doesn't mean that I agree with them. But why would these – you really think that a champagne house is going to be bringing white wine glasses to their tasting because they don't want to buy flutes? No. I think that a champagne house is bringing white wine glasses because you're a reviewer and they want you to review the wine out of that glass. They know you're not going to sit with it and linger. They know they're go- you're going to review it and move on. So why not give you the full, as you call it, experience of drinking a white wine or a rosé wine out of a white wine glass? But why wouldn't that, you want to give that experience and, to the I'm people who are consuming it? I'm having people over, and I want them to enjoy wine, and I want them to enjoy sparkling wine. I'm giving it to them in a champagne flute. Okay, but your, your argument makes no sense. If the wineries want you to experience the full spectrum of flavors, they would want you to pass that experience on to your readers, listeners, and your, and your guests that are at your house. They're serving it to you that way because it's the best way to serve the wine. They it, want it, doesn't, it doesn't make up. sense that they would expect you to serve it in a different glass than how they're presenting it to you. They want you to they want you to experience the wine quicker. The flute will do the exact same thing, but slower. If you guzzle sparkling wine, then just use the bottle. Forget about pouring it into any kind of vessel. Well, there's there's a time and a place for guzzling out of a bottle. Oh my God, Amadeus, listen to me. <laughs> Andre, I have no idea. You're not going to change my mind, and I'm obviously not going to change yours. But, I mean, here's, so I, here's the frustrating thing about put here's, this okay. to the listeners. I think they should get on and tell us what they think. And I hope they smack you like they did for Meritage. Oh, God. You know what? I'm pretty sure that I'm going to win this one because I'm not the only one. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going from a lot of people who are saying that. Like uh, that, that, that some that, sort of crack. That's what you're smoking. Okay. I mean, you're wrong, but whatever. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This time, I know I'm right. And I was I was not that exercised about the meritage. I played along with you because I knew you were wrong from the beginning. But this time, I know you're wrong. I'm Andre Prue from andrewinereview.ca. I am the correct one. I am Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinereview.com. And I know also that Andre is the wrong one. Uh, so you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Look for Two Guys Talking Wine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have some bubbles. Good night. In a wrong glass. Good night.